Coffee makes you nervous. Switch to Postum. The makers of Postum, the favorite mealtime drink in millions of American homes, present those two lovable old characters from the hill country, Mom and Abner. In your innermost thoughts, do you ever have little pangs of conscience that maybe your disposition isn't all that it might be? Pangs of conscience that now and then lead you to say... I know I should be ashamed of being cross and cranky so much of the time. But honestly, I can't always help it. When my nerves go back on me, I'm just not myself. Well, I can easily sympathize with you in a state like that. But what's more important, maybe I can give you a clue as to why you're nervous and touchy. You see, it's quite possible that coffee nerves is turning you into what doctors call a nervous irritable. But while many people can drink coffee and not pay such a penalty... Many others drinking coffee pay and pay plenty. So, if you think coffee nerves is your trouble, switch to Postum. For Postum's entirely free of caffeine or other stimulants that could possibly affect your nerves. And Postum, with its own distinctive full-bodied flavor, is completely satisfying. When you drink it, you'll surely say, My, Postum tastes just grand. I think I'll have a second cup. So by all means, friends, if coffee's making you nervous and irritable, drink Postum instead. Give it a reasonable trial for, say, two weeks, and then see if your nerves don't tell you. I'm mighty thankful I switched to Postum. And now, let's see what's going on down in Pine Ridge. Well, even though Lum has decided definitely that he will not marry Florence Beaumont, the supposedly wealthy widow that came to Pine Ridge in answer to a letter of proposal from him, it looks as though she'll remain a guest in town for some time, as one of the children has contracted whooping cough and the family is quarantined. As we're looking on the little community today, we find Cedric Wehunt and Abner over at the Jotham Down store discussing the possibility of Lum being faced with a breach of promise suit. Listen. Oh, I feel so sorrowful for him, Cedric. I just don't know what to do. Yes, Mom, I'd hate to see Mr. Lum get married to that woman. Yeah, but it looks like there ain't no way out of it. He wrote her a letter, pre-posing to her. She come to Pine Ridge to get married. He don't go through with it while Squire Six Skimp says she can sue him for a breach of promise. Well, he got sued once for that, you know. I know, it cost him every cent he had. That's the reason he's so worried. Well, why don't he just come right out flat-footed and tell her he don't like her and he don't want to get married? Maybe if she knows that, she wouldn't want to get married. Well, the trouble is, everybody knows what she come down here for. And she's been telling it around town that her and Long's going to get married. She'll make him go through with it if she can. Wait a minute. Look on her. Huh? Well, for the land sake, what in the world happened, Long? Don't ask a bunch of silly questions. Get me a shirt and a pair of overhauls from over there and bring them back here. On back in the feed room. Why, you're ringing wet. Did you have an accident? You don't think I'd do something like that on purpose, do you? Hurry up and get some dry clothes for him. Yeah, yeah, I'll get them. I'll get them. Well, I'm going to catch a new one, you, Mr. Lum. Cold as tears. I know it. Hey, Granny's, if it ain't one thing happening to me, it's six dozen or something else. Did you call him a mill pond? No, 
never fell in no mill pond. And stop asking about your questions. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, here's some 3438 overhauls, but we ain't got your size in the shirt. I don't care what size it is, just so it's dry. Get that now on top. Well, you're the one that's wearing it. Get over here. Yeah. Yeah. Now get on back there and get these clothes off, quick. Well, you better hurry and get back up here. The fire's cold back there. Yeah, why don't you get that fire a little? Well, it'll be hot. I just filled it up a while ago. Reckon where he got so wet? I don't know, but he's sore sopping. It ain't raining out, is it? Why, no, it's too cold to rain, Cedric. Oh, sure. Said he never fell in the mill pond. No. Where else he could have got so wet unless somebody shoved him in that watering trough down there by the blacksmith shop. Oh, that's all the fizz over that thing. I had told his wait a minute, Cedric. He said he never fell in that mill pond. He might have just jumped in delivered. Oh, he surely got more sense than that. Mr. Lum can't even swim. I know it. He might have tried to commit some suicides over this weather. Oh, surely not. I don't know. Way well, he was talking around here yesterday, he'd do anything to get out of marrying that woman. Just worried from two days. One two goodness. Well, I reckon how he got out. Why, somebody must have seen him and saved him. You're pretty lucky for him. Yeah, except if he felt bad enough to jump in that ice-cold water down there, but well, he never wanted to be saved. And we're going to have to watch him pretty close, too, Cedric, if he's feeling that way. That don't much sound like Mr. Ron trying to kill himself. Oh, well, he's so worried over this thing, he just ain't at himself, Cedric. I know yesterday we said, wait a minute, wait a minute, here he comes, my dear. Let's try to cheer him up if we can. Cheer him up? Yeah, I'll try to make him forget his troubles. Come on to the fire here, Lon. How do you feel? Well, I'm still cold. Why, yeah, natural, natural. Here, here, you take this chair right here now and sit there by that stove and throw yourself out good. Yeah. You sure picked a cold day to try it, Mr. Lum. Yeah, I'll never try that again. How did you know about it? Oh, well. Uh, we figured it out, Mom. We know. Well, let's just don't talk about it. Granny, is this the biggest shirt in the store you got me? Look at that. Get a roll of pumpkin down that collar. You just told me to grab the one on top, and that was it. I never looked at it. It is sort of big for you, all right? Must be a size 19. Mom. Yeah? I don't want to bawl you out or nothing, but you ought to stop and thought first what you was doing. Well, oh, well, I never expected nothing like that to happen, though, Evan. Well, you know better next time. Who saved you? Well, there weren't no saving to do. I just got out of there as quick as I could. Well, how come you'd ever try such a thing in the first place, Mom? Oh, I thought maybe it'd make that widow leave town. Well, what about yourself? Supposing you had drowned. Oh, well, there wasn't enough water for that. Ain't enough water to drown in the mill pond? Who said anything about the meal pond? Well, you undoubtedly never tried to drown yourself in that watering trough, did you? What are you talking about? Now, now, you have got me mixed up. Well, quit talking about it. I just tried something and it never worked, and I'm going to try something else. Huh? I tell you, I ain't going to marry that woman. Well, now, ain't gonna do it. I don't care what they say, I ain't going to do it. Oh, that ain't no way to feel about it. I will get you out of it some way. Here comes Mr. Grandpap. Uh, oh, yeah, let's just quit talking about it. Yeah, come in, Grandpap. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming to my rescue. Oh, Grandpap. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's all right, Lon. How are you feeling? 
Oh, tolerably well. Soon as I get thawed out good. Yeah, what was you doing? Having a fit? Well, I... I weren't sure enough having one. See, I've been trying to figure out some way to get that widow to where she won't want to marry me, so I told her yesterday I had fits all the time, and I decided to put one on for her this morning. And you sure done a good job of it. Looked to me like you was having one. Had me scared to death there. What in the world are you fellas talking about, anyway? Why, Rum throwed a sit out there in front of the tourist camp a while ago, and the widow come out there and throwed a whole tub full of water on him. Oh, that's where you got so wet. Well, I thought you said a while ago you knowed all about it. Oh, well, when you said they thought you'd try to drown yourself down there in a meal farm. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake, no. <laughs> of course not. Well, good. I thought I'd try to scare her by having a fit. I was laying there in the yard moaning and kicking and carrying on, and she walked out there and poured a old tub full of water on me. Well? And I jumped up and lit out for the store. <laughs> Well, I do know. What'd she say after I left, Grandpa? Well, not much or nothing. Said she felt awful sorry for you, and you ought to have a wife to take care of you when you have them pitch strikes. Huh. Strange. That whole bunch of youngins you got the hooping cough over there now. I know it. First the little girl had it, now the old bunch has got it. Wow. Never heard such barking in my life. Sound like a bunch of dogs had a possum tree. Oh, yeah, they're hooping. No doubt about it when they get it. I can't help but feel sorrowful for them children, see? No. But I, Grannies, we just got to get them out of them tourist cabins, haven't they? They're tearing that place to pieces. Yeah, huh? Oh, I walked in there this morning. It looked like a cyclone had hit the place. Pain of ashes turned over right there in the middle of the floor, and one of the youngins had pulled a bucket of syrup off the table and spilled it all over the floor. Right into them ashes. Yeah. Three or four window lights broke out. Oh, my goodness. Well, you can't get them out while they're sick with a whooping call. No. They had one of them good chairs turned upside down and dragging it all over the floor with some ropes playing horse and wagon. Well, I reckon ain't nothing we can do now, Long. Well, just watch. And the first chance we get to get them out of them tourist cabins, we've got to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got to get them out of there before they just plumb around the place, yeah. Well, I'm dried out now. Uh, you be studying about it, Abner. I'm going over and talk to Squire Skim. See if anything's happened over there. He, I told him I'd give him $25 to work it to where I wouldn't have to marry that woman. Yeah, well, it'd be worth it to get shut of them. Come on, Grandpa. I'll just sit here, Long. Yeah, sit down, sit down, Grandpa. Well, I'll see Cedric, you stay here. I'm going to help Doc move the widow and the youngins over at the lawn's place. And if she comes back while 
I'm going. Well, I tell him that I sure got him out in the tourist camp, all right. Well, we wonder if Abner's helped any or made bad matters worse. Before we bid you all good night, I'd like to ask you if you have any reason to think that it may not be a good night. In other words, do you know from experience that you'll probably toss and turn for a couple of hours after you go to bed? And stop and think. Maybe it's coffee nerves that keeps you awake. For while many people can drink coffee without being robbed of sleep, many others cannot. So if you can, if you think coffee causes your sleeplessness, switch to Postum. For Postum can't possibly keep you awake. Contains no caffeine or stimulant of any kind. Postum's a grand mealtime drink with a fragrant, inviting aroma and a satisfying flavor all its own. So enjoy it at home, and if you're dining out, ask for it in hotels and restaurants. And if coffee's been keeping you awake, see if drinking Postum instead isn't helpful even in a few days. And after a couple of weeks, see if switching to Postum hasn't proved to be just what you needed to let you sleep soundly again. Drink Postum. There's a reason. Don't forget to come along with us next Monday at this same time when we again visit Pine Ridge with Lum and Abner, who say, we've always found the weather to be sort of like a woman. You never know what it's going to do you can always be sure it's going to do it. Lou Cosby speaking. And remember, Postum, your best bet for a good night. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.